club foot and pisses all over him. So yeah. it's just messy. We all know what Messi can do. A lot of flair, a lot of skill. People might forget the names, but the street certainly won't. That feeling of being so close, but yet so far, is horrible, isn't it, Jack? Oh, it's horrible. I've had my fair share of second places and cup final defeats. So, yeah, I know how it feels. You know, all those girls out there that wanted to be your... Uh, your woman, but you've got the love of your life, yeah. you know, they're feeling that as well, isn't it? That's it, that's it. And you know, they're not the only ones that are feeling it. Also, there's a number of top, top footballers that haven't quite got that pinnacle. Well, certainly for international football, anyway. Um, and, and that's what we'll be talking about today, isn't it? That's right, Jack, absolutely spot on. Poor guys, poor guys. Um, we are doing 10 of them, aren't we, Jack? Although I've cheekily done, well, I did 13 originally, but notwithstanding, I didn't know that one of them um, had a had a trophy to his name, an international trophy to his name. Um, and I think you would have 100% had this guy. So let's get that one out of the way first. As a What I was going to say was Puskas. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you know, yes. what trophy did he yeah. win? So he won the European Nations Cup, which was essentially the Euros before it kind of rebranded in 1960. So what we are counting as a major international trophy is the World Cup or the, the sort of continental trophy. Uh, so like Olympic Games and Nations Leagues and Le Tournoir and things like that, Confederations Cup, they don't count. It's got to be either their, the World Cup or their sort of continental trophy. So whether that be the Euros, Copa America, African Cup of Nations. But yet yeah, none of these 10 players or 12 in your case uh, have won anything at the okay. highest level of international football. And mate, I've got to say, some of these players are a cream of the crop. These are... Some of the best players I know. Well, my number one is the best player I, I personally think that uh, ever played. But um, I'll start off with my two honourable mentions. Obviously, I've got 12. I'm going to go with Mr. John Terry. Um, for me, captain leader legend. That's what I'm going to say about him. David Beckham, more haircuts than trophies, but what a player. What an absolute player. Um, and I'll list the rest of them. We can discuss them in a sec, like we normally do. So my number 10 is Rooney. Number nine, Baggio. Number eight, George Ware. Number seven, Socrates. Number five, number six, sorry, Ashley Cole. Number five, Eusebio. Number four, Mr. George Best. Number three, Johan Cruyff. Number two, Maldini. And number one, Lionel Messi. Nice list, nice list. On that, honourable mentions as well. Yeah. Um, Beckham might have won Le Tournoir, possibly. He might be one of those, but yeah, obviously that, that doesn't count as a, a major trophy. Can, can you explain to the listeners what is Le Tournoir? Well, it's a bit of a weird, <laughs> a weird one. So you know they've got this, I don't know if they're going to do it this year, but they've got the Confederations Cup where it's like a pre-World Cup tournament. Yeah. But for some reason, England were in this one, so I'm not really sure what it was. But, yeah, it was effectively a, a warm-up tournament for the World Cup. Um, what year was that? Was it pre-2002? 97. 97. Uh, pre, pre-98, so oh, yeah. it's 97. Because it was, uh, yeah, but held in France as well. So, yeah, um, that was a... A bit of a weird one. If England want to try and count that, it's a bit of a stretch <laughs> as a trophy. But yeah, fair enough. Um, I've got some similar names on my list. Certainly the higher up we go as well. So I've got 10, Zico, 9, Loudrop. That's Michael Loudrop, as his brother famously did win the international trophy. 
Eight, Raul. Seven, Roberto Baggio. Six, Sir Stanley Matthews. Five, Eusebio. Four, Maldini. Three, George Best. Two, Johan Cruyff. And one, Lionel Messi. It's amazing the names that are in this list. But I suppose, you think about it, there's going to have to be a variety of players here from different uh, countries because, um, yeah, they, because obviously, no, apart from maybe Germany at one point, no one, no team has really been consistently winning. Uh, maybe France as well uh, on about. So, yeah, that's I do. I don't think there's any French players that can be counted in this, could they? I, I was I was thinking about like Platini, I thought. Well, Platini won the Euro, so there was a few between the '84. And the 98 win, but not loads, to be fair. The only one maybe is like Cantona, but I don't think um, I don't think he's kind of belongs this high up in the list, really. Not um, really. But yeah, and then Brazil, Brazil are one where they basically have pretty much always been winning tournaments, but that, that 82, that 1982 side had some great players that never won anything. And you've got one in your list, and I've got one in mine. So, yeah, that's that's probably one of the best teams that never won a thing. Um, Which is mad because what you found out, what you knew uh, about Brazil earlier on, you were saying about um, what do you call it, the Copa? The Copa. Uh, yeah, they're not they're not all that in the Copa. Like they have been recently, because I think Dani Alves has won like four, but. They went about 50 years without winning a Copa America. In that time, I think they won four, three or four World Cups during that time. So, yeah, it's mad. That's mad. The only other team I I expect to win that in South America is obviously Argentina. Yeah, Uh, but Uruguay have got the most, I believe. Oh, yeah. Back then, I suppose they would have. Yeah, back then, I think they were cleaning up early, early doors. Yeah, okay. Well, I think... The obvious one's Messi, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Also, and, um, I think I've made a, mis- a slight mistake on my my top three as well. I think I've uh, got George Best and Maldini mixed up on my order. I so, did. I, 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 I so yeah, that that probably should have read Maldini three, Best four. Yeah. Okay. I, I did think that. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But I think Messi. Um, for me, I mean, we've all, everyone in this earth knows that, well, it's very split, but I think it's clear for me. I don't know, what, I still don't know what camp you're in, but I'm very much Messi is the best player at the moment. Um, he is like, he's like Maradona, uh, but I think he's taking it just a little bit further in terms of next level. For me, um, what I all, all I gotta say is listen to the intro of our of our podcast every every time uh, Tom lays it out. I don't really need to say much more, really, do I? It's, it's messy. We know we know, we all know what we, he can do. That's what he's yeah. just. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. So I don't say any more, really. Um, we don't have to talk much about him. Messi number one, clear. Uh, and I feel like so I put Maldini number Maldini number two. You put Cruyff number two, did you? Yeah, yeah, I put Cruyff number two. Okay, in terms of in terms of both of them, I feel like I feel like a broken record talking about Maldini on this podcast. Um, I don't know about you, Jack, but um, I feel like there's enough evidence or enough uh, enough context, enough uh, us speaking about him over numerous podcasts for us to probably bypassed him on this podcast. Um, again, there's no words needed. The guy is the best centre-back that ever played football. Um, people debate, you know, Baresi may have been better because obviously he learned off of him. But I think Maldini took it to the next level. The fact he never won a World Cup um, or Euros, it, it's, it's a shame because we were saying, weren't we, he's on either side of his career at the beginning and at the end, yeah. he just missed out. I I think he, yeah, I, he couldn't have missed out that 1982 
one by that long because he he was playing for Italy for about twenty years. So, um, yeah, I I don't think I don't think he missed it by the longest bit. But I mean, probably the one where he really should have got is the two thousand and six World Cup because some of them players in that squad they had a great squad, but. Uh, Maldini shouldn't have retired so early internationally because he was still playing till what 2008 2009 yeah for Milan and still doing a good job so um that that was such a shame but yeah I, I agree with everything you've said like I'd, I'd say he's probably I don't know about definitely best center back but this best all-round defender ever um yeah definitely Cruyff is one again We've probably talked about Cruyff on a, a yeah. lot of different podcasts. You know, one of the greatest players of all time, one of the most influential players of all time as well. Uh, I suppose I put Cruyff ahead because of that 1974 World Cup, what he actually did in in an international tournament. Uh, I, I think I probably would say Cruyff was a better player all time than Maldini, but you could certainly debate it the other way. This one is is tough it <laughs> to, is. Uh, to pick between them. It is. Do you know what? I, I am more than happy to have Cruyff second. It, like I said, he's a pioneer of the modern game, isn't he, really? He's one of those players that I think a lot of people base their football on him. Um, and that's not just playing. I think it's his management style as well. I think, you know, he is, at that time, like you just said, he was the main man, wasn't he? He, he just oozed that class and I know it's a hipster dream, in it, uh, Cruyff? And obviously the other one, Socrates, I'll probably say there's another hipster dream in it um, in my list. But Cruyff, people probably get bored of hearing his name in these lists, maybe. Um, but he's in there for a reason. He was godlike at football. Um, and, yeah, again, another one where I don't want to speak too much about it because you can go and listen. I think what we'll do at the end of this final 10, I think we'll list off the, the podcast that they, uh, listeners can go back and listen to uh, in-depth analysis of these players. Um, so Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm happy with either one of them to be changed. So Maldini third, Cruyff's uh, second. Um, so we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So we both have best fourth. Yeah, I know he's, he's one of your dad's favourite ever players, weren't he? Yeah, he, he thinks he was the best player. Yeah, I mean, what, watching clips of him and, and what he used to do on on those pitches and, you know, probably drunk at the time. Or on something like he was just a proper, proper rock and roll footballer, proper legend, and it's a weird. He's never going to win anything internationally because he played for Northern Ireland, and you don't. Re- I don't really associate him with Northern Ireland at all. Like I, I associate him with Man United and that number seven shirt. But someone to come out of Northern Ireland and win the Ballon d'Or and be the best player in the world is. Is mad really, like it's yeah, very small country. Then you wouldn't really think they'd hit them heights, but yeah, he he just had that X factor, that je ne sais quoi. That yeah, he just had je ne sais quoi, the style. Yeah. He he was a yeah, he was just one of. He just played the game because he loved the game and. I don't know how much natural ability he had. Got to be one of the most naturally gifted players ever. Not a yeah. typical British player either. Nah, I don't know where he learned his football from. I'd like to see who he looked up to when they were playing to get his style of football because it, it was. It might, you know, it reminds me. You know when we go goals and you you play football, the way he chops people, man, it's a bit like you, <laughs> be like you. Uh, um, but yeah, I think the he. You, you know it on the head. I think he's... My dad says he was the best player ever. Um, and, yes, a drinker, a ladies' man, but a dribbler, baller, someone who can absolutely take on a... 
if you wanted to take on a whole team if you wanted to back then um and those pitches were clumpy as anything man um waterlogged at sometimes and you got to remember he's playing in a in a league where you got the likes of I, I don't know not to name anyone but you you'll have players that would proper two foot you and it wouldn't be a foul and there'll be people dragging you down. It's it's no it's joke. Like Leeds team, isn't it, from the seventies? Yeah, this is what I mean. Heavy balls and the Chelsea team. But Chopper, I think Chopper Harris must have played against him. Mm. Um, so yeah, man, I think it's one of those ones where I don't know. I think internationally, again, I don't again because I think I've mentioned this previously about other players, but you don't know because he's British. You don't know how not well known but how much he's put up there in terms of world best players um, yeah, for other nations. I can't tell. Um, but definitely in the in, in Britain, I think he is the best player that's ever come out of Britain. Um, so, yeah, he's one of them. Um, I put Eusebio next. Yeah, so did I. So you'll probably have more... Knowledge him, I just I, I just think he put Portugal on the map for me. Um, other than that, Portugal would have gone years, I think, with without being recognised. Um, yeah, and yeah. I think uh, if Ronaldo hadn't kind of burst onto the scene and did what he did, Eusebio would definitely be feel regarded as the greatest Portuguese player. Yeah, because in that World Cup. Um, the England one in 66, he was the top scorer. Uh, I think he, when Bobby Charlton scored, I think he scored a couple against Portugal in like the semis or something. He must have, uh, he must have um, played. I think he probably scored in that game. And that's still, that 1966 World Cup is still Portugal's best run at a, a World Cup. I know they won the Euros in uh, 2016, wasn't it? But yeah, he was. Yeah, he was unbelievable goal scorer. His record was basically a goal a game over his career. Um, and that Benfica team, so that, talking about George Best, he he played, I think Man United beat Benfica one year um, in, the, in the European Cup, but it was such a big achievement because that Benfica team was ridiculously good and they won the European Cup themselves. I think they were the first first team to beat um, or to stop Real Madrid winning it because Real Madrid won like the first five didn't they so that's yeah. that's that's historical really and he come up against Pele a couple of times as well because um, we'll see at the World Club Cup or whatever it was called back then they, they played against Pele Santos so yeah I had him because I just thought he was such a standout for his country compared to everyone else and you know when when people do talk about him they do say like he's one of the best ever strikers um and yeah he's he's won a lot at club level and he has done really well especially in 66 he was awesome that year yeah i can't argue any of that um i think he's one of those stories um as well i think he grew up in poverty um, from yeah, he, he wasn't from. He's from Mozambique, wasn't he? But yeah. I think I'm not 100, percent but I know there's a few African countries that are called kind of Portuguese. Angola's be the most famous one, but I think Mozambique might be one as well. Yeah, just like that. I've read things where you start playing barefoot on like a makeshift um, football pitch. Um, and he just spent hours and hours just like practicing. I think like you normally like you'd see with you know Maradona, all these top footballers, they 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 come from nothing and they they make something of themselves. But yeah, we just talk about his goal record. It was five hundred and seventy-five matches at club club level, and five hundred and eighty goals, and international. And you got you sometimes you got to take these with a pinch of salt because some of these stats are obviously. You don't know how accurate they are back back in the day, but uh, they're saying 64 matches and 41 goals. Um, 
listen, he he was a a top top player, and like he, like we said, without him, I don't think Portugal Portugal would not be the the nation footballing nation that um or the Portugal wouldn't be getting the respect I think that they get every other tournament uh international tournament they they have if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Mr. Eusebio, right? So I put Ashley Cole. You definitely didn't have him in. Uh, who did you have? Stanley Matthews. So another Englishman. Yeah. That's a great shot. So obviously I'll put Ashley Cole because I personally think he has been one of the best left backs. Um, I'll, and I'll put it out there of all time. Uh, I know you've got the likes of Maldini that did it there. But I really put him centre-back for me. Um, but yeah. I just, I think Cole in the modern era has absolutely done it against the best, and he shut up Ronaldo again, one of the best players that's ever played, um, and he's done it consistently, won many trophies, held that spot in England for many years, held a spot in Chelsea with ever-changing managers, um, ever-changing teams, was top for Arsenal, won lots. I can't think of a better left back in my in my head. Um, than Ashley Cole. The thing with Cole is he, like this golden generation, um, a lot of them didn't perform necessarily in the tournaments, but he yeah. did. When he was one of the few that actually played to his level. Yeah. As you say, against Ronaldo, like, was it twice when England got knocked out, but he was very good against Ronaldo both times. This is what I mean. I think he... I don't know if people at the time. I don't think people gave him enough credit. I think it overshadowed the, the move itself. Overshadowed his ability to Chelsea. I think that move there overshadowed for many years what this guy is really about. Um, but yeah, again, I can go on for ages about him. But I'm pretty sure we must have talked about him um, in the best England players. If we haven't, then that's a bit. Yeah. Of a, but I know we talked about this yeah. guy. I did not know. I, yeah, we, I forgot. So it's a great shout, Jake. Go on. Yeah, we talked about Cole on a few, didn't we? But um, yeah, Matthews was quite high on our yeah. top English players. I mean, I don't think he... Well, to be fair, he probably could have won an international trophy because he was playing since the 30s for England. So they didn't always enter the tournaments. So you never actually knew how good... England was and mm. then when they did start entering tournaments they they didn't they didn't win they weren't as good um, and you know if he was born like 10 years later or whatever he might have he might have made that 1966 team but yeah he's like a proper I mean we talked about him a lot on that England podcast um, but he's proper old school down the line winger just an absolute hero for Blackpool and for Stoke as well and he he won a Ballon d'Or as well he won the first ever Ballon d'Or and what he's probably most famous for is the fact that he played till he was 50 years old which some people have done now um, but I don't think anyone's really done it in a top league because he, he would have been in the first division back then and yeah he's Definitely one of the top English players ever. If you yeah. want to find out where he finished <laughs> on that, um, check check that one out. The top ten English players of all time. But yeah, I I think I had him in it. Yeah, I, I was just looking at it like, oh, who's a brilliant, brilliant player that didn't quite have the team around him at the time, and that's kind of what fitted the bill. I no, that's Cole is another one where it's. He did have the team, but they didn't perform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because when you look at Cruyff, they should have technically won, shouldn't they? They, he, they had the team. I think out of all of them, apart from Maldini, obviously, because he it was just it was just bad timing or him retiring. I think out of all these players here, I think Cruyff was the most unluckiest, I'd say. Um, yeah. Term. Or, me, or Messi, because they've had, they've had a lot of Copa Americas recently. It's yeah. normally every four years, but 
there's been about four in the last six years or something. So, uh, you know, the thing is, we might be listening to this back in the year and Messi might have won the trophy, but, you know, he's at the time of doing it, he's, he's on there, isn't he? So, yeah. yeah, I think they're both, I think Cole is a decent shout at, at top 10, actually. I don't know about six. Yeah. I think there's a few that have kind of been stars of their countries or... I just, yeah. I mean, with, with, I put Cole there because I think when I wanted to uh, give a bit of variety, because um, I, I don't want to have them all forwards or I wanted to have at least like a left back or some someone like Cole. Um, and I I think he consistently did it. That That was my my take on it I think he was consistent throughout his whole career uh, yeah he reminds like, me of like Zanetti yeah. as well as similar like, like he was consistently good. good I don't think he won anything for Argentina either no so there's that's that's probably another shot that could have been on your honourable mentions actually um, alright so you talked about the Brazil that Brazil um, era with no coppers um, I'm going to bring my Mario Brazilian in, uh, Socrates. Again, we've got a podcast where this guy's definitely on it. Um, well, he's not on it. <laughs> we mentioned him. We've been mad if we had him on it. But, um, yeah, this guy, like I said, a hipster's dream. But um, a conductor in the midfield. And someone who can chip him with a few goals or two. Um, someone I liken to, if you haven't seen him, uh, would you I'd liken him to Zidane, kind of? Um, I suppose so, because he's, you know, he's physically imposing, but he's got the skill. Yeah. It's like, for, it, it was weird, because he was, I think he was a striker, and then he dropped back. Um, he kept dropping back. I think it was like centre-mid and centre. I'm pretty sure he took like a, a defensive role. Center, center, not defence, as in defence, but it's a certain defensive role. And um, he he was like six foot three. And that wasn't... Brazilians are not normally known for their height at all. Um, and for someone, it just looked odd, didn't it? It looked like he shouldn't be doing the things he was doing with the ball. The skills that he was producing, uh, the little flicks and stuff... Someone of that height, it just doesn't look natural. But he he did it. Um, he carried that ball quite well, um, and yeah, it just it, it baffles me how someone and that team in particular did not win anything. They came very close, but did not win anything. I think he just had the natural. He was so again so naturally gifted. Like he's famous for his smoking, isn't he? And yeah, the fact that he could do that and play at that level doing that. Um, my guy on the Brazil 1982 team was Zico, and it's pretty much a coin flip on this one because they're they're the ones they're the two that the people really talk about on this uh, Brazil. I know they got Falcao as well, and I think he was that the other midfield player in that side. But it's mainly Zico and Socrates. Zico definitely he was. It wasn't like Socrates in that he was probably accused of not working hard or whatever because he would have been practising them free kicks for so long, just like David Beckham was because he was amazing at them. Yeah. And, yeah, just very good goal scorer for someone that, that played in the attacking mid-team. But those two together, they're just synonymous with each other, really. I, I can't even remember who we had ahead. I think they, were, they would have been side-by-side, side, I reckon, in the... In the top ten Brazilians, one. Yeah, I I can't remember. So it's a good uh good excuse to, for people to go and listen to that one actually because I, personally I think that's one of our best podcasts. I, I really enjoyed it because the the names that you got in that Brazil and in, in in Brazil that nation there you know top mm. ten players my god um, and these two are definitely in it. So um yeah that's going to be a hard one to nail down in our top ten uh, for this one. I had. George Ware, next. Now, I think, listen, 
I know his career kind of tailed off, didn't it? Um, and I think he's now in politics, if I'm right. Um, he's not, but I think he's the president of Liberia, isn't he? Something, yeah, something. Well, he was. Uh, yeah. Um, but this guy, man, he was, and I'm not joking when I say this. Um, when when I've watched him, people, you, you've got to say he was like the African R9, isn't it? The way he played, like this guy can dribble around you with no problems. There's that famous guy. That goal that he scored yeah. for Milan, yeah. Like it's ridiculous. I remember having that one. We talked about that thing before. Is it total football? You know those videos I had. Yeah, yeah. And one of the clips. So if you haven't listened to it, I used to have a set of I think six videos. I think it was called Soccer Stars. I think the videos were called, and um, they would teach each. Each video would have like a certain subject, so one would be heading, uh, this one I'm taking to be dribbling, and um, it, a footballer would take you through how to do dribbling, and then I had this one, I was like probably about four. Um, anyway, one of the examples I used was George Weir uh, for Racing Milan, where he basically ran through the whole team, and he, he did it from his own half. Um, and yeah, man, he the, the guy had bundles of ability. Um yeah, he just he could run through you, and he did it. When I say he's like the African R nine, the way R nine used to chop through players is exactly how George Ware used to chop through players. Like the ball was, he would not really be moving much. Um, he'd be on a spot, and he would still be able to rinse you. At his peak, he was untouchable. Uh, he played for some uh, great teams, Chelsea being one of them. Um, but yeah, AC Milan, PSG was good at as well, wasn't he? Um, well, he's, yeah, and um, he was he had a great, great relationship with Arsene Wenger as well because uh, really? he, he took him to Europe, yeah, when he was the Monaco coach. Well, there you go, I never knew that. So he, he absolutely raved about it. It'd be interesting actually to see the best sort of 11 that Wenger's managed from his his person personal view, whether Wales makes that list or not but yeah I think he might he does absolutely rave about him and George Ware absolutely raves about Arsene Wenger as well yeah that's well talking about podcasts related to this we are going to be doing a top 10 well we're going to we're thinking of doing a top 15 but we'll do a top 10 African players won't we very soon um I mentioned him because clearly I don't think he's going to win a, a trophy with Liberia very hard for him to win an international trophy but what a player, man. Ballon d'Or winner as well. Yeah, the only African Ballon d'Or winner. That is a shout. I think if, you, if you're going down the route kind of of like players that played for not a good country, then George Wears, I'd say, probably the biggest example of that, even more than George Best. I could never name you another Liberian player. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tim, Timothy. You can't even say Timothy where because he. I think he's he played for America. He plays for America, doesn't he? His son. So can't even say him. So no, I. I think that's a that's a good shout actually. I I do like that shout. Um, it's a bit it's a bit out there, but it, it's sort of in the spirit of what this list should be, really. Uh, who did you have? Uh, so I had. So ones that were different from you, um, Michael Laudrup. So he famously didn't didn't bother getting off the beach when uh, when Denmark got the call up for the nineteen ninety two Euros. He just stayed on his holidays and they won it. What, lad. I don't know whether that should count against him or not. Yeah, <laughs> he was absolutely brilliant for Denmark though. And um, there's last year when there was a lot of reruns on the telly about World Cups and stuff like that, uh, there was this game, Denmark won, I think it was like 5 or 6-1 in the 1986 World Cup, and he was ridiculous in that game. And in the night, I know in the 1998 World Cup as well, he won, uh, so he didn't win, but he, he got in the team in the tournament there. And, yeah, I mean, Laudrup's one of them that doesn't really... I don't think he gets talked about enough. Because he's up there, really, with like one of the best 
attacking midfield players. I think he's probably in, in sort of Real Madrid, Barcelona, he's spoken of as highly as Zidane in terms of what he did in La Liga. But obviously Zidane did a lot in in the Serie A and stuff like that as well. But yeah, he was a proper superstar in, you know, that Denmark team was good, to be fair, as obviously they won the Euros without without him. Uh, but yeah, I just put him in. I thought it was funny that, that he's not won a trophy and all those his brother has and Peter Schmeichel has and all all them other players, John Jensen, but he hasn't. So, yeah, I, I don't know if he actually makes it in the top 10. There's a lesson to be learned there. It's just it's the decisions that you make, people, that will determine the path uh, and probably your, your success in life. Um, so, I hope those all-inclusive uh, drinks were worth it. Exactly, man. <laughs> Imagine not being part of Denmark's biggest history, uh, footballing history. Jesus. Do you know why? I, th- I think his name gets smeared at some to some degrees because I think it's the after football stuff, you know, like the the management or the punditry and shit like that, that um you know, you it kinda of taints it. If you don't do well, it kind it, it kinda of taints it, don't you think? It should Yeah, but he didn't he didn't do badly. Like I I only really know him at Swansea, obviously he he got them a trophy. Yeah. And I remember he was at Catafe as well, um when Basically, when like his round, it was around the time that Rangers got to the UEFA Cup final, and I think they did pretty well in that tournament. And Getafe had, you know, nothing in in the grand scheme of things in European football. So I don't know about his other jobs, how well he did there, but I don't think he was a bad manager, really. Yeah, no, I, I don't think he was bad. I just don't think he. The problem is he lived he up to his plan. Yeah, he didn't hit the heights of what, how he did when he was a player. So, for instance, I don't know, any kid growing up now that didn't watch Lampard but saw his stint at Chelsea and he got sacked. Uh, same with Kenny Daglish. You know, like, unless you're a proper football historian or, you know, have people around you that know football, you're only going to see the bad side of his football history, that makes sense. And I think that would taint I don't know. It would it it would taint a lot of people's views like that. So it is not as highly regarded um, than say your Cruyffs, where yeah, clearly he's like, better. But because he has such a successful after football, um, he's going to continue to be that legendary status. Whereas if you kind of blow it after football, then that's where. I think it can get tainted. But yeah, uh, I 100% agree with you on that one. It's a great shout. Um, did we mention Baggio? Yeah. No, so uh, for me, I think this, given that we've both got him at seven, yeah. I think this should probably be our number six. Okay. Yeah. We've not talked about him yet. We we certainly have talked about him. The, the yeah. divine ponytail uh, <laughs> before, but yeah. Because it, Italy don't really have classy forwards, really. Not not like this. I mean, they've got Totti, um, and they've got they've had some strikers in history, but yeah, I don't think they've had anyone of, of this sort of class. Not mm. really a proper. He's sort of half striker, half ten, isn't he, really? But yeah, quality player. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we don't really need to go in about him. He's he's in our, or I won't tell you where, but um he's mentioned in our top ten uh, Italian players. Have you seen the film? I think that come out Netflix, wasn't it? Fairly recent. Yeah, but is it anything like that? So we start, we was talking offline about this Totti film, right? I don't know if you've seen it. I saw something nah. the day and it's absolutely dog shit. Um it's on Sky at the moment and it's called Totti and I was expecting a Totti documentary similar to what the Maradona one was where you know they have insight to his life follow him around go through his like career from you know when he was born to like now it does in a sense but please like have a watch just for a laugh because 
it's actually an actor. The whole thing, it's just, it's someone acting as Toy. It looks nothing like him. It's an Italian as well. Uh, it is fucking piss poor. And it, it's just like, yeah, the acting, even though I don't know Italian, I can tell it's shit acting. But it somehow made it to Sky, I think Sky Atlanta. Um, have a butchers because it's quite a funny, funny watch. I did watch the first, I think, first episode. And I was like, no, nah, this, this ain't the one. But I did get full, uh, fooled. I thought, I thought it was like a, a Diego Maradona type uh, thing. But yeah, sorry, I'm going off topic there. But um, yeah, um, Baggio, um, you're right. They didn't have a, they rarely had a striker of that calibre. Um, and yeah, he was, again, someone that, um, a celeb of his time, I suppose. Um Maybe because of the way he looked, maybe because of the year it was in the nineties, uh, synonymous with Italian football, uh, and I think he was a big part of that. Um, Transvaal sport and stuff like that. You know, you can watch it all on on TV. Um, this guy, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I, I remember for me, I, I just remember me and you playing. I think it was on mini clips. Do you remember? Um, at my house when we was quite young. Oh, the free kick game. Free kick game, yeah. yeah. Um, Baggio free kick game. And that was us um, well after Baggio's time. So, yeah, man. Uh, great shot. Um, right, so I've got Rooney in. I don't think he's going to make it in with the names that you've said. But um, the reason why I put him in is because, one, I even though he's a United player, I think he's one of my all-time favourite footballers. Uh I don't think I mentioned him in my, in my all-time, all-time favourite footballers, but that's probably purely because I maybe forgot. Um, and just just thinking about it, he he is, apart from your R9s and your R7s, I suppose, I think he's a proper striker, man. Like he's, I think he's got a bit of historical striker and modern striker. Combine into one. He's got that English brutality about him. Um, he's just he just wants to win, and you know what I'm like with players that want to win, put everything on the line, heart and sleeve, common players. Rooney, I think, is so underrated. He's although I don't know, I don't know if he is underrated, but I don't know if I think at the time when he was playing, I think he was rated quite highly actually internationally. I, I think he's underrated now because yeah, I think because he hasn't got a golden boot or something like that. But I mean, the type of player he was, he wasn't an out and out striker, like, but he could score any t- type of goal. Yeah, and yeah, we talk. He might, he might make it. To be fair, I mean, the thing, the reason I didn't put Rooney in, not because I personally think he's probably almost at the same level as as some of these guys. But what you were saying about Ashley Cole, like, I think Rooney, he did fuck up in, in the big tournaments. So he's a big reason England didn't win that 2006 World Cup. Like, he got the red card. Um, he didn't score any goals there. The Euros, the next Euros, he didn't qualify for. He wasn't very good at 2010, was he either? So that's great shout. Yeah, no, you're right. He didn't really do it in, in the international stage. Um, I so know some others didn't, but I think uh, that's he normally was, because of their country. But England had that golden team. Yeah, and it was all on him. I think we went on about him in the uh, top 10 English players. I think when he broke his metatarsal, wasn't it? And um, it was all on him. That's how much he meant to the country. But in reality, when he did play in those tournaments, it didn't really deliver. Um, I think one tournament, maybe, he started off well, but then shadowed out, didn't do much. Um, so, yeah, no, great shot. I think you're, you're right with that. Um, that's something I didn't consider. So, yeah, I don't mind him dropping out, depending on who you've got. Anyone else? Uh, yeah, the, the only other one I had that you didn't have was Raul, um, who feels like he didn't actually deliver either for Spain. Uh, I think he did get 
I think he did get sort of six, six or so World Cup goals. Um, but he he's a classic case of oh, if he if he had played five years later, he would have won three trophies. He he retired just before the tournament before Euro two thousand eight. Maldini syndrome. Yeah, and and Spain were missing a proper forward like him. Like they had David Villa, but you know this guy is definitely the best Spanish striker of all time. And he's one of the, going back to childhood. He's one of them that you put in your uh, your team on FIFA when you're building the armor team, or one of them guys that you know about, even if you don't necessarily know about every European footballer when you're sort of eight or nine years old, Raul is, is one of the ones that's scoring every week, part of that Galacticos team. Um, I, I think the closest he probably came to a trophy really was uh, in 2002 in the World Cup when they got knocked out by South Korea and it's a bit dodgy. So I get. I guess if they had won that, they would have got to probably the semi-final against Brazil. Um, yeah, I don't know whether. Uh, well, to, to be fair, like that Brazil team, I don't know whether they like they played Germany in the final, right? Um, yeah. I don't know whether they deserve. They they weren't like when they played England. Yeah, they weren't. They didn't blow me away. I was young, um, but I still remember, and I still, I still watch. They weren't amazing that Brazil team. But they, they, yeah, we. T- I'm sure they, we talked about as well. That it's kind of what they did before and after that, that yeah. makes you really remember them. But the the World Cup win was where it all kind of came together. But yeah, yeah they they stopped a lot of great players winning winning something because that Germany team like Badak you could argue could be on this list just because of how close he came and stuff and yeah yeah obviously that some of them England players as well um but yeah I'd row just because I've got a lot of love for him I think he's one of the greatest strikers of all time yeah and I think um Tom would agree with that um and I think I agree with that I think he I'm very surprised that he's on this list, actually, um, and someone I, I didn't actually consider because I, I assumed he probably had one. Um, but yeah, I think just because of just because of the pure fact Maldini syndrome, he's got to be in there, isn't he? Um, so I think really yeah, comes such out. A shame. It's such a shame he, he couldn't even even at the Euros, like even at Euro two thousand and eight, if he had played that, he would have got something because. I think by 2010 they were different. They were playing a different kind of football. Yeah. But I think 2008 he could have slotted in. Yeah, of he could have played there. Like he was still he was still banging goals in for Madrid in 2008. He, he was as untouchable as Casillas was to Spain. It's a shame, but yeah, that's it's mad. Some names this. So I think we agree. So we've agreed in the first six, haven't we? So that was. Um, Messi, Cruyff, Maldini. Do we say best? Do we say Eusebio after that? Yeah. And then we said Baggio. Baggio. I'm. I don't know whether we want to put these together, but Socrates and Zico. Um. I think yeah. Cole, Cole can go. I don't know about see George Ware for me. He didn't do it. I think the time span for me is where I'm a bit questioned with him. Um, because he, he was unreal uh, for a, a period of time, but then he then he kind of went and veered off. Like, the end of his career wasn't as good as some of these players. Do you know what I mean? They, 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 they peaked, and even at their end of their career, they still was unreal. Whereas George Ware kind of veered off. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Um, um, I mean, I'm happy to. What about Ralph Seven? Yeah. Socrates Eight, Zico Nine. Yeah. And then, and then it's between Cole and Matthews to the last spot. Matthews has to be there. I didn't. I completely forgot about him. 
Um, I love Ashley Cole. I, I think I've made my, my point about him very clear. Um, he's definitely in our top 10 English players. Um, but Stanley Matthews, I think it's clear of him uh, in terms of what he's done for English football um, and ability-wise. I still think Cole, as a player in his position, probably is higher ranked in that position than Stanley Matthews would be in his position. Um, but I suppose Stanley Matthews is another pioneer of football, like a Cruyff for England, I think. Would you make that right? Yeah, Alex was was talking about um, his impact on Africa as well. Yeah. Back in the, I guess it would have been the 40s or the 50s. Yeah. All right. That's cool then. So um, I'm happy with that. Um, List it off for people then, 10 to 1. Yeah, so 10, Stanley Matthews, 9, Zico, 8, Socrates, 7, Raul, 6, Baggio, 5, Eusebio, 4, Best, 3, Maldini, 2, Cruyff and 1, Messi. Yeah, names on there, right. So, as we said earlier on, um, we've obviously skipped a few players, but we've got podcasts for... Top 10 Italian players, top 10 Dutch, Holland players, uh, top 10 English players, top 10 Brazilian players. Uh, we do not have Portuguese, do we? Um, have I mentioned anyone else? And that is it for that list, isn't it? Uh, we've, got, we've got Spanish as well. Spanish. And we've got, I think a few of these get a mention in the top five left footers as well. Yeah. And obviously, like I said earlier on the podcast, we will be doing uh, a top 10 African player. I'm pretty sure George Will will be featuring that. Um, so, yeah, I think that list is unreal. Um, and it's a bit mad that some of these players have never won an international trophy. There is one player on that list that has a chance to not be on this list. Uh, Lionel Messi, let's see if we can make it out of this list. But, um, yeah, what a list, man. Uh, thank you for listening as always check out the socials at FTLOL podcast we've got the link tree uh, link in the description below check that out but as always make sure you keep it F-F-F-F-T. T-T. No, 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 no.